Speaking of the room, so I did um, get a quick tour of where they might move us because they're talking about you know subletting this floor. Okay. So we're gonna lose this floor. We're no longer gonna come. They're gonna sell uh, unlucky number thirteen. Unlucky (laughs) thirteen will no longer be one of ours. Yeah. Um, They're gonna rebrand it fourteen plus. We're going (laughs) minus. We're going up, maybe to seventeen. It looks like, but. The room that they talked about moving us into, I don't know if you guys remember, there's studio space up on 19. Yes. Well, there's like proper audio studio, and then there's edit suite studio, which is a small room. The proper audio studio is a biggish room. It's probably almost this long, not quite as long as this, but it's deeper. And that room looks great. And I tried to convince the guy I was talking to, that that's where we needed to be. But our, if we move our, in there... Yeah. Our jump host will run better. <laughs> but if we move in there, we're going to have to six hours of live on-air uh, podcast. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is Dion with traffic and weather on the <laughs> traffic and weather. It's exactly... Hey, man, don't knock it. you a chopper? <laughs> you happy to Foreign do a little weather spotted. report? <laughs> Foreign correspondence. We got shot here, our man on the street. How's the man? That's mandate going. <laughs> um, so, uh, w- but we're back. We are the Worldwide IT guys. We I are. am Steve. I'm Dion. Carla. Sean. Uh, don't remember. Uh, <laughs> what was I supposed to do now? <laughs> uh, Ross, your... I think. See, we're maybe. a little rusty. We're a little rusty. Nobody <laughs> said um, my name in a year. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, I mean, I, I've seen some of you because a few of us were getting together uh, socially outside of the office, but I have not been to this space since March of last year. I'm guessing most of us are in the same boat. Did you come in? I have never, no, this is my first day back. I have been, as most of you know, gearing to come back. I hate working from home. We thought you've um, been in here every week since. Just well, kind you of know, they, they, they would send out these uh, emails. The emails were hilarious because it was like, it was, it was a total mixed signal thing where they'd be like, oh, by the way, you can come back now. And also, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. We're going to talk to this guy if you, if you, if you come back. And it's like, okay, I don't really think you want me back yet, you know? There were some, there were some strict rules. And there are still strict rules. Somebody broke came the in. rule. Uh-huh. Did you not come in, Ross? Yeah, but that was like very early on. My my previous building was doing uh, roof repairs, um, and I was on the on the last floor, and they were basically jackhammering, and it was impossible to think. So I just needed a quiet space. That's right. I knew you so, came so in. Ross, that, yeah, yeah. that was my work from home experience, but. The jackhammers are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, so so actually, that whole situation was one of the reasons why we bolted out of that place and decided to move during the pandemic. Is because you know w- we kept asking the management, like, all right, just let us know, just tell us when the assholes are going to come in and commence <laughs> jackhammering on the roof. Like, yeah. I have meetings. I need to think. These, these things are impossible when you were doing this. I'm not asking you not to do it. I'm just asking you to tell me yeah. when it's going to happen. When the assholes will be jackhammering. Yeah. What, what was their response? Like, no yeah. can do? No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, Mr. Ross. You, you, you important businessman. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. And then it was just like before Scrum or before something or whatever. Just it starts and it literally it shakes the entire fucking building. It was it was insane. Like our our cutlery and our you know things in our kitchen Ooh, were just well, jumping up and down. You're not you even cut cutlery. I mean that's pretty fancy. Not even that's fancy. Top floors. <laughs> we were, we were oh, you were the top top. Yeah, we were the top floor. They were literally oh, jackhammering man. above right. us. It, and it was it was just hell, and then we flipped yeah. out, and we got well, you got a nicer place out of it though. So yeah, no, it, it worked out and, great. Uh, and they figured out how to create rules for this building based on your uh, breaking into it and then leaving, <laughs> and then they're like, wait, people can't just come and go. We better put a policy in place. <laughs> well, I said I told Steve like I'm I'm coming in. I came in, and um, it was it was fine. I was the only one here. The 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 sucky thing when you're the only person in these smart buildings. Is that you? If you're sitting in front of your desk, like 15 minutes in, it just goes. Oh yeah, lights go. Lights <laughs> that's so smart. You yeah. gotta move a little bit. Be a little so more smart. animated. No, but it, it's actually good. You know, you're supposed to walk around your desk every like an hour or so. That's just right. make sure Get up you, and move. Get your stand a, goal in. Yeah. Do a lap after yeah, every 15 minutes. But right now, I mean, we I wasn't in the in the office for so long. I forgot where my locker is, so I spent like ten minutes kneeling because I knew that it was the middle. You had to be on one knee to so get I, to it. I, yes, I was just I, with my flashlight, just looking into people's lockers, going, "Nope, that's not it. That's not it." I could have told you what it was because I accidentally got into your locker. <laughs> yeah, it's because my locker password is one 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 one. I accidentally got into your locker. Technically, Carla's password's the same. And so. you were in your vicinity, and <laughs> like, the same? was in the second row, so I like just it was like already set to all ones, and I just like opened it. I was like, oh, nope, that's Ross's. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, there's yeah, the one with the Nerf gun and, yeah, uh, and Serbian gasoline. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> my locker. <laughs> if it's got Serbian gasoline, it's a pretty telltale sign. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good thing you didn't leave it in here. I just posted this to our Instagram account. I mean, somebody hit those bottles hard. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. Do you guys remember? But who has access to come? Maybe like I agree. I don't think it, they were well, that but low. But if it was us, we wouldn't remember it. That's so that's also why true. it's like the perfect crime. <laughs> you know, to whoever did it. We either did it to ourselves or somebody else broke Still it. Still not convinced Sean didn't spend every day here. <laughs> Based on that alone. <laughs> that beer's not that old. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, no, there's, it's there's so cold. That's what Monday. This is born on date. It's like 48 hours. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're pretty uh, pretty safe to say that that's Sean's doing. But Trace Comas, I mean, is Chris going to be pissed that his he he couldn't survive without it, so he ordered another one, and it took oh, him. Okay. It took a long journey from wherever they make the Trace Comas, and it got to him. So he Cleveland, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It finally made it to him. Yeah, we should just, them. like, uh, you know, fill it in with cheap tequila, and he'll never know, you know. <laughs> you think it's expensive tequila? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real commas. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Well, I, I, it's been a year. What has ha- Do we have anything that we should talk about on, on I this? I don't think anybody's done anything in a year, so, so it's, it's, been be a a, it's been a quiet year. Well, <laughs> I, I, I did. I've, uh, I wrote a book. 
during lockdown, which hopefully will be out at the end of the summer. How did your uh, your session with your uh, editor go? It went great. We got we got you know people are surprised that it wasn't just pure well, dream of your editor, um, <laughs> but uh, it went great. You know I. Uh, you, I, I, at some point, I, I'll have to open up the Microsoft Word doc that is like the book because it looks. There's so many. So I don't know if you've ever used Word with version tracking, but when you yeah. have that many misspellings, like it can't fit all the correct ones and comments <laughs> on the same space. So it like it rays out, and like when you look at my document, it looks like the diagrams when like. Uh, collider smash atoms together. <laughs> like, it's just all these rays exploding out of a single sentence, you know? You need a picture of this. Take a screenshot of this thing. This at, at one point, I printed a chapter. It's a it's a five-page chapter, and I accidentally, on the printing options, said include all comments. comments. How do you? It was 67 pages. <laughs> so nice. Printing, printing, printing. But the book is very funny. Like I, I honestly think it's the funniest thing I've ever done. Uh, but the reason I brought it up is I was hanging out with. I was thinking about this. I, like I told you guys in our channel, I was like, "By the way, if I'm not there in an hour, I forgot where the office is, and I'm just biking into Wisconsin." And Hutton goes, "Well, uh, if you go too far, you'll hit the lake." And it reminded me of my editor told me uh, he introduced me to this guy Jerry, and this is like the funniest commuting story I've ever heard in my life. And uh, he's like, oh, you're going to love Jerry. You know, he owns this electrical shop. Uh, he's from, they're both from, North, my editor's from Northern Ireland, and his buddy Jerry's from Northern Ireland, too. And he's like, this is the thing you got to understand about him. He's, he's an electrical engineer, and he has, like, his own shop, which he's almost like the Mythbuster guys, where it's like, oh, we're launching a product, but it doesn't work yet. So we need, an, uh, like, basically you to mock up something that is our product in 48 hours so we can oh, sell it, you know? Oh, and wow. he's like, like this is a, the best way to describe him. He bought an abandoned uh, Showtime Pizza band, the animatronic oh, band. Oh, my God. And, and he set him up to play Slayer inside his house. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they moved to play Slayer. And <laughs> so that's like how and my editor's like, you're going to love this guy because he's like... I'm, I'm obsessed with this guy. Already. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing... And he's like, he's so smart that like the parts of his brain that would be like... Jerry, that's not what a normal human does. Like, have been overgrown by math functions, you know? And he just, like, makes these crazy decisions. And Jerry's telling us this story. He's like, yeah, so uh, in his electrical shop was in Rogers Park, up by Loyola, right by the lake. And he lived down by the Museum of Science and Industry, also by the lake, but very far commute, like, yeah. you know, two hours. Because you got to go east into the city on the trains and then, you know, kind of northwest back out, or northeast. You gotta go west in and then northwest out. Anyhow, and he's all about efficiency of motion. He's the kind of guy that would calculate how many motions he's doing in a single day and like what he can uh, eliminate. Anyhow, wow. he's like, well, the fastest route is to just go in the lake. You know, <laughs> like you know, like a boat. But you know, I don't, I, I can't, I don't want a boat. I don't want to deal with that hassle. So he buys a boat engine, and he jerry rigs something. No pun intended. His name is Jerry, but uh, he Jerry he buys a, a boat engine and a scuba tank. Here we go. And he puts these handles onto the engine, and he basically makes this like almost like Navy SEAL type device where he's going to go underwater and hold on to this engine. <laughs> James Bond, yeah, like a device. James Bond yeah. type, you know, spy <laughs> mission. But he, <laughs> he miscalculated something, and oh, the no. first time he goes to use it, he just it goes. <laughs> 
and gone. And he, he goes up, he ends up 50 miles, like, the coast, so like all these boaters, it was like a beautiful day, they're all in the coast guard, and like, yeah, uh, you're not going to believe this, but we got a fucking live torpedo <laughs> in Lake Michigan. Like, I don't know if we're under invasion, or, and he ends up like in the Canadian, like the coast guard isn't even, the coast guard catches up to him when he finally gains control of this, and like, he's not even sure if he's in Canada at this point, like he can't see the skyline, he just sees open water, and the coast guard comes up to him, like, hey, Buddy, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I'm just trying to get to work. <laughs> oh my god! And they're like, Well, get in the fucking boat, okay? Oh my. And he goes, Why is this illegal? And the coast guard goes, It's gotta be. <laughs> Which is my favorite response. It's gotta be illegal. We don't even know, but yes. <laughs> I guess he ended up perfecting wow. it and like started using this every day. And his other coworker who was there is like, "Oh yeah, we could always tell when Jerry was in the office because there were wet footsteps leading up to the elevator." So, because he would go in with a scuba tank. And everything. Oh my god! <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. He could have made like a smaller-ish boat, like prevented himself from actually getting yeah, wet. But yeah. oh, okay, I think he's one of those guys that's like, I wonder. I bet you I could build that. <laughs> you know, like, he needs that that spray stuff that just they, they they take a screen door and they spray it and you make a boat out of it. You ever seen that stuff? That commercial? Yes. That's what he needs to, to build it out of. <laughs> yeah, just the spray foam thing. The spray foam. I was thinking you were going towards the you know, flex tape thing. Yeah, like, flex, yeah. flex seal. Flex yeah. seal. Flex yeah. seal. Yeah. 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 That's the guy who builds boats out of screen doors and stuff. That's yeah. Uh, is my son the only like kid like they obsessed with anything flex seal, flex oh, tape? Oh, you know what's interesting? Anything. So they must have. They must be very good about advertising on YouTube. Because my kids are always like that. Like, like anytime I'm fixing something in the house, like, why are you using Flex Seal, Dad? You know, like, what exactly. The fuck are you talking about? You're, 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 you're eight. You don't know anything. You it's know? the duct tape of yeah. the next generation. Yeah. Okay. It so they really must be is. very good. At, it's all. It must be all internet advertising towards kids. It, it, anytime I have any yeah. problem, I, and the the best part is I I will play it back to him. So he's got he's got a little foot problem at the moment. So you know he will. I'm. I'm working on, uh, like, I had a car thing, and I was, like, trying to fix it myself. So I started, and he, like, walks by and just goes, you need flex tape. It's like, <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks very much. Well, that's <laughs> how my dad was with WD-40. <laughs> he had that on everything. He's like, WD-40, WD-40. You would be surprised how many things WD-40 is it actually is good for. It is extraordinarily yeah. useful. Yeah. It's like if you're going to have a toolkit and you only get ten things to put in, WD-40 has oh, yeah. to be a It's in there. Yeah. I, like, for cleaning things, for cleaning mm-hmm. tools, for degreasing, for rust removal, yep. actually for sharpening knives and tools yep. in the shop. Yeah. It's, it's really... But yeah. I... It was one of those things, like, you know, like old guys in WD-40, and then when I started spending a little bit of time in my shop, it was like, yeah. Do you, do you know where its name comes from? I think that's, like, an interesting engineering it's 40th, thing. It's the water displacement formula it's number four. It's the 40th iteration of they were trying to make something that would get water out of engines, and then they found, like, this thing just works on everything. Missiles, awesome. like, on their 40th iteration. They put it on uh, missiles, too. WD-40? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. They put it on missiles for what purpose? To make it slide into whatever it's like <laughs> penetrating. <laughs> These are like the what were the bunker busters or whatever that they used? Yeah. 
Why? 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 Does the WD-40 it was first used to protect the outer skin of the Atlas missile from rust and corrosion when it was discovered. Oh yeah, many household uses Larson packaged WD-40 in an okay. aerosol can. It's a thing. And then it became a household name in 1958. Hey Phil, does that intercontinental <laughs> ballistic missile work? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> WD-40. We should be good. I, I, I lived it up for some yeah. extra. <laughs> Russia is putting missiles in Cuba. Are we? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but they don't have WD-40, yeah, right? They they, yeah, we would have yeah. won. <laughs> we totally would have won. So, yeah, so he, you know, he, like, hobbles by the other day. I'm like, you know what you need? You need some flex tape. It, it just solves every problem. Um, the, the ad used to be, do you have tight nuts or rusty tools? <laughs> then use WD-40 in the man-sized pressure pack, which stands nine inches high, this makes old tools like new again. Tools slide in and out with ease, lubricates dry passageways, makes screwing a pleasure, and gives better penetration. Seriously? Try some. Keep a spare pack in your car for emergencies. WD-40. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dia. <clears throat> yes, we do. I definitely had that ready. Need, I had that ready. <laughs> we definitely need the studio space this, now. This, uh, <laughs> this ad was later used for the little blue pill. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yes. Jesus. All right. So, um, commute this this trip. Did everybody have a good like? Carlo, what's your commute like coming? Uh, well, I moved since we did this, so everybody my moved. commute with the train is actually quite a bit longer. But I drove in today, so it wasn't bad. Where, oh, okay. where are you now? I'm only like a mile north of where I was at before. Yeah, but just L-wise, it's not it's, as convenient. It's, right, so yeah. it's just one L stop further north, but I'm like two miles from You're, that Yeah, stop. far from that, yeah. So yeah, so my actually, there was a lot of traffic in, in my elevators, so my commute went from four minutes to, I, to six. Can I, can I love tell where you are, by the way? <laughs> I was going to see your place. Can I tell a story? Yes. Uh, at our last meeting, our social meeting where we saw each other, Ross had a quote that I love. So R- Ross lives in a gated community on the river in downtown Chicago. So <laughs> gated, like, I'll, Chicago's I'll, only gated community. I'll, 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 yeah. set it, I'll set it up and then you can you can continue yeah. the story. Yeah, so we ended up buying a place when we left our, our previous place. The, the interest rates plummeted and so we just great took time the to opportunity yeah. and we bought it and kind of dealt with, you know, the whole initial stages of COVID and masks and like scheduling and whatever. We had a fantastic realtor we bought a place and i was a little bit hesitant about the whole gated community but everything looked great like it looks beautiful it looked beautiful and you know as you know thinking about it long term as an investment like the value is definitely not going to depreciate the location is amazing we moved in and as soon as we moved in like day one when we started dealing with the management and with the people it was it 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 is literally so our apartment was three hundred thousand dollars in that ballpark. We are the scum there, <laughs> like literally the the apartment across the hallway from me is on the market for two million dollars. Wow! And the houses. I, I, I don't want to say anything, nice. but you've been scum elsewhere, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna start wearing sleeveless t-shirts and yelling at Nikki. So I actually I came back. I came back from a run and the fucking doorman wouldn't let me in. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, can I help you?" I'm like, "I live here, asshole." <laughs> oh what are you doing here? <laughs> but anyway, so that is basically like the most self-entitled bunch of people that I have 
ever seen in my entire it's life. You are one of them. Which you do you deal well with, right? Self entitled Americans. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those are your favorite people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Present company excluded. Yeah. I just remember walking to lunch one day and we walked by where you live now and you're like I don't understand the gated community. These people are a bunch of assholes, and yeah. they're just so privileged. And he's like, you know what? I see a place for sale. <laughs> now it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so he's explaining to me, at, uh, you know, over beers, he's like, yeah, the only downside is all, all my neighbors are, like, rich assholes. I'm like, bro, so you moved into a gated community in Chicago. Like, what did you expect? What a shocker. Do you think you were going to yeah. be plumbers? They're all old people with lots of money. Yeah, uh, like, basically, my, my board meeting, there, I had a screenshot of that. Oh, my God. One of the board members fell asleep during one of the You should be, like, do you, do you ever watch the... Uh, do you, have you ever watched Seinfeld? I don't know if you've ever been no, into the show. No, this is before my time. Th- there's a there's a great episode though where Kramer moves down to um, the retirement community, oh, yeah. the rich retirement yeah. community yeah, yeah, yeah. that Jerry's parents yeah. Yeah. live at. Yeah. And he's like the youngest yeah. guy, like the like yes. the most virile guy by like 30 years. So he's like dancing with all their wives. Yes. <laughs> at the uh, but that's what you should become. You should become like the young, you know. You, to- you are totally that guy. Like we literally, we had an election uh, for the 2020 presidential elections. We had an election sl- spot in, your in building. our building. I went down to vote in my slippers. There was nobody there. There were more people. Bathrobe, slippers, white beater, coffee cup. I got another <laughs> yeah. one of those. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? I Which, guess. by the way, no, no, no. I'm thinking he was like the third yeah, guy in yeah. line that looked exactly yeah. like that. There's five 80-year-olds and Ross all in the same outfit trying to vote. <laughs> I, I think I was the only one not to vote for Trump there. Actually, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what, what... I wouldn't be surprised if some of them were, were, were Trumpy supporters. They oh, I'm sure somewhere. I mean, once you get sure. into that income bracket, some people are going to yeah. like Trump just off taxes. Just yeah. off taxes. You know, and they're not even going to care about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Shame that it is. Mm. Make some friends. Maybe they'll leave, leave you their, their apartment. So, so <laughs> a, attempting to be a little bit on theme, um, and I know Sean will have something uh, to share on this topic. So, A, we've had a a uh, pipeline hack go on, right? That was oh, yeah. a rans- oh, yeah. ransomware going thing going on. We were talking about that on the call this morning. Current? Oh, I missed it. The tap call. Um, oh, on the tap. Ah. Uh, and we had wasn't there another uh, oh I guess the the Apple legal proceedings those are like two things that in the tech space that I thought we should probably touch on so uh, explain it's still going on with the pipeline because I haven't kept up well they're in negotiations you uh, know so I thought they paid the two million that's what the rumor is uh, well but so what's interesting about ransomware now is is I mean our listeners are, are probably IT savvy so they might know this. But one of the things that's interesting about ransomware now is there's a two-phase kind of deliverable where they say, you give us N number of dollars and we'll give you the key to decrypt your data so you get your data back. But then they also will charge you a second time and they say, oh, and also we have all your data and for us to delete your data, it's a second fee. 
Yeah. So the negotiations take a long time. And like a lot of these cyber firms that you hire, like they, all they're really doing is the negotiations. Go ahead, Dion. I was just going to say in the call this morning uh, through our, our mail hygiene vendor, the slide actually said the average ransom payment increased 43%. To $220,000 from $154,000 in Q4 of last year. The median payment is increased from to almost $80,000 from $50,000. So people are paying more thinking they're going to actually get their data back when it, it, said, it continues in the slide to basically say they rarely ever get their stuff but back. But here's, here's, here's what so I... Hundreds of cases, yes. Ass- they, assholes. They are stupid. They're trying. They're paying tons of money. They're still not getting their stuff back. But here's what I don't get is, at, you know, let's say we wanted to, we, we hacked Carla, right? And we yes. had all of her Again, all of her we data. accidentally end up in her locker. And accidentally <laughs> end up in her locker. Right. I mean, the moment you start, okay, you might get away with hacking because nobody is looking, but the moment you start negotiating, wh- however you start negotiating, if there is any sort of legal, any sort of, like, agency or any sort of law enforcement involved... You're fucked. Well, but the reason they're not fucked is so it it's a mul- it, it's a confluence of perfect opportunities for ransomware right now, and I think a lot of it, and it's one of the reasons why I am very much against cryptocurrencies. Like I don't like the environmental impact, but also like that's one of the main reasons ransomware is exploding is they can be paid in untraceable ways now yeah. through cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, the but, entire- but they're also in countries. Where they basically have the tacit support of the government, like they're in Russia, they're in Iran, they're in North Korea. Like none of these groups are operating in like Italy or America, right? Anywhere where there's extradition, anywhere where Interpol sort of has its mm-hmm. right. That, that's fine. But it's, another thing with cryptocurrency is like the entire transaction chain, like in Bitcoin, the entire transaction chain is within that Bitcoin. So I don't know why you would want to get paid in Bitcoin because, like, th- you have that original transaction. So because it, it in the Bitcoin that I give you, you can see it's tra- it's traceable, but but is it? Isn't it anonymous at the point? In which you came in, so yeah, it is. It, you're right. In, in terms of the ledger, yeah. it's the easiest to trace. It's the most yeah. traceable currency. It's more traceable than cash, but it's if you're smart about it and how you maintain your wallet, it's yeah. a totally anonymous until you try and cash it into a different currency. You know, right? Which I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really. Like, what goods can you buy with cryptocurrency? Well, that's where they Mars? usually get I, I heard of a, a new crypto that gets you to Mars. Oh. Nice. Musky Musk, eh? No, it's... Is, well, that, what, is yeah. that how Dogecoin that's, kind of went... They, pretty they, much. Yeah, when these hackers want to cash out, they're essentially just going to go to Mars. So I'm actually really, really <laughs> particular about when I go to a place, I want to be able to, you know, breathe. Breathe, yes. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I... Ross, though... It's because it's of where you live now. You're just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, got you, got good, you got that good river air. <laughs> Is there a gated community on Mars? Um, (laughs) Yes. To kind of your point about where they're operating and how legal things can be involved, I think my reading of the tea leaves, for what it's worth, and I could be wrong, so this is a new... One of the things that's funny about these ransomware groups is they're like relatively bureaucratic. They're almost like corporations. They have investors. I mean, they're all mob investors, but they, like they have code reviews. It's the, like they have like a bureaucratic, like corporate ass structure. And this is a new group. I think their name was Darkside. <laughs> yes. And um, I think they're like. I think they basically kind of like. 
query the internet in certain fine like uh, industries to see, oh, this is a good target, and they'll probably pay. And I think they made a gross miscalculation on how much they would impact the U.S. economy. Hmm. Like, I don't think they actually mean to fuck things up because they actually released the press thing, and it was basically like, uh, we did not mean to fuck up the government. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder, like, my like, I wouldn't say it's my theory or speculation, but something I'm I'm thinking about. I wonder if Russia is going to be like, hey, buddy, we don't like this kind of heat. And yeah, because I, I could see yeah. this guy showing up dead, like wow. you know, falling out of an apartment. Because I think Russia likes the status quo. You guys attack libraries, you attack small uh, hospitals, you make money, you kick it up to the mobsters, who kick it up to the government. We get our cut. Yeah, yeah but we do not want a fucking missile. Yeah, <laughs> right. coming at us. Sure, you're coming. You ever need it? Yes. They have WD forty back yeah. there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out long term. I I think this was. A miscalculation by them in terms of like, and I think that's another thing. I think that's something we saw with COVID is like our supply chain now. We saw that with the Panama Canal thing that happened while we were gone. Our supply chain now is so intertwined. Yes, and like any effect has like these cascading, like multiplying consequences. Yes, and they like I think I think it was. A misstep by this group. The, the world is a little smaller in economy nowadays. I mean, <laughs> well, I think it always yeah. was that way, but now we're finally <laughs> noticing right? it. Like it yes, took a, we're it took a virus it, yeah. and a so, ship getting yeah. stuck. So, so it's actually, to notice it. So I, I don't know why this is a surprise. Uh, a surprise. I, I had a similar conversation with Nikki. She's like, I mean, why don't we have lumber? I'm like, the supply chains are, are like, you work for a Chinese company. Like, what do you mean why? And she's like, well, I, I don't get it. I'm like, you you remember when we were under sanctions? How long it took for us to have nothing in shops? It just you you need stuff from other places. I mean, even yeah. even in the United States, just if one thing of all the bill of materials does not originate in the United States, you can't make it anymore. Yeah, and this is you know I, I don't want to take it to the to the nasty level, but this is what the core Trump voter does not understand. Oh, I mean, yeah. the people that yeah. I talk to Shut the border. Yeah. that are just like, you know, walls and we, we should, you know, work, we can do our own thing, our own way. It's like, you have no fucking clue. Yeah. No. Look do at the boat. The boat went fucking sideways and now we're still dealing with the repercussions of a boat going sideways yeah. in the Suez Canal. But I mean, just for fuck's sake, I mean, go to Home Depot and look at the sticker on the fucking lumber. It comes from, most of it comes yeah. from New Zealand. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, like, just the effort to get lumber from New Zealand too. I mean, but they got it at Home Depot. It's local, right? Locally sourced. <laughs> yeah, Home yeah, Depot. Yeah, they they local. actually grew the pines yeah. on top of the Home Depot. On top, yes, it's <laughs> locally sourced. I, I'm pissed about you. You've gone to a dark place because you were. I actually want to do some work with lumber, and I'm like looking oh, at prices. So expensive oh my right god! Now. Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I shut down my my Etsy shop because I couldn't really, you know. Yeah, rack up yeah, the, yeah. the prices anymore because like a two by four is ten dollars now. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the boards that I'm using, which were eight, are now twenty five, twenty six, twenty yeah, seven. It's it's insane. Everything right. went sky high. You want a nice r- wine rack? I'm sorry, five hundred bucks. Throwing a dot at our plug in here. <laughs> It's fucking fine. If you want something, you know, like nicer, like walnut or whatever, you're gonna have to like take out another loan or something along those lines. Or like a, a coffee table, a steel is also like gone to insane yeah. lengths. So. Anything that's involved around construction is through the roof. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's good, absolutely. Good, good time to actually sell your houses. 
Well, but then you got to figure out where to live. No, rent is their cheap. Move sell in with my your house. Yeah. Sell your house. Sell your house to move into a city where everybody's trying to get out I'm of. I'm going to move in. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of open space here. You know, maybe yeah. I'll rent out 413. <laughs> you know, the, 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 this is, it's a little short, Sean, but you can sleep here. <laughs> my wife owns a daycare. We could relocate great. it here. You know, great Wi-Fi. Wouldn't that be great if there's a daycare on 413? <laughs> No, but we still drink on that floor every Wednesday. Sorry. I still think perfect perfect time to actually sell your house. If you are right. You just... Yeah, you could rent. I mean, the rent hasn't gone up as much as buying no, the rent, yet. It, the rent went we're in down. a weird place yeah. right now. So my dad is actually moving back to Serbia, so we were looking at either renting his house or selling it. Selling it is th- three times more than yeah. what we actually that bought it for. Me. And renting it, we would have to offer, like, hey, you want to live rent-free rent yeah. for a month or sure. something along yeah. those lines? And then basically rent it for, like... You know, mortgage sick. rates are super yeah. low, so people could buy. Yeah, they're looking yeah. to buy. So I mean, that's what happened time. to me. That's yeah. part of the reason why I bought because <clears throat> my mortgage is like way less than my rent was, sure. and my landlord's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna hike up the rent then." And now he's not. He's got a family member living in my sure. old place because he couldn't rent it out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and your landlord's <clears throat> a, a moron. I mean, people in downtown were literally. So I had a, uh, I have a friend of mine. She she just finished college and they were moving away. People in downtown are currently offering up to three months rent free if you sign a lease for well, it. And I I wonder, you know, I you can be wrong when you get too anecdotal on stuff like this, but I I wonder if it's just COVID and lockdown, like all the benefits of living in a city where the social benefits, and right. now those are all gone. Still, right. you, you know, right. like we were, like we're going to lunch. We have like two places to maybe choose from after this. Like normally there'd be hundreds, you know. Yep. And I just wonder if people are like, fuck it, I'll move back in with my parents in Oklahoma and wait this out Jesus rather than. It's heard. gonna be no, very like, interesting all the to are see. Losing population because I think people are like all the benefits of a city are gone. Under yeah, yeah it, it's gonna be very interesting to see like. It, it is a moment in time, and how does the society, how does culture evolve from this? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going, yeah, everybody, move, you know, these these second tier, third tier cities, which are booming right now, are are booming because guess what? People figured out they could move to a smaller city. They were still working for the same company, remote. Yeah, they had a bigger home, they had more land, and a quieter community. Guess what? It's not as quiet as it was because a lot of people have moved to those places. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen? Is it going to balance things? Are we going to see, like, more small and mid-sized cities kind of being bigger and big cities kind of shrinking? Or will people gravitate back in a year and a half's time, right? I think it's going to be the latter. I think it's going to flip overnight. Once we're done with this, I. It's the same thing with the prices, right? Yeah. The, like the supply chain things that we're dealing with. Are these? Is this the harbinger of, you know, inflation and and the problems of the seventies back to roost, et cetera, which is what obviously the Republicans want us believe and mm-hmm. everybody to buy into, or is it? No, this is. The, 
a, a natural sort of bounce back from what we were dealing with. Yeah. And the different things. Pandemic hit, you know, the supply chain issue with the boat we talked about and is it just exacerbated a little bit longer and we're just going to see it kind of settle back in in about a year's time where things will be normal. I, I'm not going to say I'm a soothsayer, but I wager like you, people will come back to the cities. Yeah, the price jumps that we're seeing now are, are short-lived and it's going to become a little bit more normal as things settle in. So, Yeah, so your, but, well, your gated community might be, it's going to be a great investment most likely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about that one at all. But uh, the thing, the thing that's probably gonna, you know, for example, like Nikki's company, they were very bad on remote work uh, beforehand. And when I was just going, like, why do you need to sit in an office? Like, you have a laptop. Like, I I get going into, you know, three times a week, four times a week. But you know, if you're not feeling well, or Mm -hmm. or if you just want to work a day from home, or if you have some additional things that you have to do, just stay at home, do your work. I mean, it's not like you're sitting home watching TV. You're working because if you don't, it's gonna show. Totally. But her um, bosses and whatever, like the, the the CEO of their company is like 75 years old, so that was a no go. But they should see the results, but then, right? But then COVID hit. Yes. They worked <clears throat> in an office for yes. a year, and now all of a sudden it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. So at least I, they're more flexible. I think work from home has has changed forever. I also think. Um, I think the ability uh, to work from home has changed forever, yeah. and um, we'll never go back to the way we were before. I mean, I don't. I oh, don't I disagree that. with that. But no, I mean, we probably are because <laughs> we were fairly flexible as things were, right? I mean, we were just we had one day from home. If you needed to take care of something, we were we yeah, were I, I, more flexible than, I, than I think. Than pretty, normal. I, I but think because pretty, our group is already kind of remote. Right. Like, there's a core group of people here, but there are people in New York, there are people right. out on the West Coast, there are people in London, people in Argentina. I mean, we're dealing with a global We're, we're not, in my opinion... Normal. Uh, yeah. We don't I mean, typify many ways. the change, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Dion, the reason I disagree... So, I think, to me, the only long-term effect is the tools for working remote accelerated exponentially under COVID. Like, like all the software just got better yeah. for working remote because there was so much demand there. So it, that changed, though. So that changed the ability for people to be able to work remote. It's not... The, let's put it this way. Snow days are a thing of the past. Because mm-hmm. schools are going to be able to say, we have the tools to just flip over to say, you're working remote tomorrow. We're not I don't think in. they'll be able to do it on, de- on demand, like I ad hoc like that. I don't think they will. It's a Zoom link for the, for well, the teacher I think that I agree I, with you that it's that easy. So I don't think... I think I, school, I, there are school I, districts and schools that have mm-hmm. figured it out, and there yep. are school dist- districts that have not figured it out. My son, they did not ever figure out the actual remote. They third-partied that whole thing. They said, oh, you want to go full-time remote? Then you're going to be taught by somebody else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and like yeah. my, my school district wasn't quite to that level... But like there were intense negotiations with the union, and I would see like I would speculate that my in my school district our my our union would be like no we we're done with that, so you're either calling a snow day, or you're paying me double time for me to do remote lessons. So actually, I think where we're gonna see a change. I, I started teaching at the ball. Well, I, I never stopped. I just you know to pick up a semester here and there. So I'm teaching right now. Um, I'm teaching a web development course, 
And I think one of the things we're going to see, because I don't know for how long students are going to put up with this shit. Uh, no, honestly. Because it's ridi- I've heard about these proctor. Have you guys heard about this proctoring software where if you're not, if your face isn't seen by the software, you hey. have to have your camera on while you take I- a test, you get you fail. That, oh. that was my Okta example. Okta, yeah, yeah. You're kidding. No, I had, I had a guy watch me for an hour. Remotely. I had a human do it, but I can see how they could have an AI replace yeah. him. I had a human watch me for an hour while I took my octopus. That's hilarious. So and, and I I look around and try to think, and he would be like, so how are you doing? As soon as I would stop uh, looking uh, at my screen, he'd be like, how are you doing, Mr. Calandrello? And I'd be like, uh, just trying to come up with an answer. I don't know if one easy. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry about looking at the screen. Shit. Actually, actually, it was really I'm over weird. Because he thought I'm, somebody was like in the room giving oh, the answers. Because I was like, all right, so if I don't do... And the Octa test is very shitty in that it doesn't give you like four answers. It gives you one answer and goes, is this good or bad? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you got the first one wrong. Now you got the whole thing wrong. Bye. Or is that the first one right? How about the second one? So like, it's very stressful. So you're like, all right, shit, if I say yes to this one, but I think there's two other answers... I'm just trying to walk through it. And sometimes I would talk to myself, and he'd be like, Mr. Calandrello, is everything okay? And I'd be like... Meanwhile, just to be shit. clear, he was on the phone with IBM, and he was on the phone with... I'm in five I mean, meetings right he's now. He's in five different meetings right now, okay? Mr. Mr. Calandrello, can, can you please put on some pants? <laughs> well, what were you going to say about students not taking it anymore? Well, you, so, yeah. so here's the thing, uh, and I'm going to give you, like, numbers. So... As a as a DePaul student, you pay currently around I think it's around three and a half thousand dollars per semester. I think the credit hour for my class is is eight to nine nine hundred dollars. So that means that a student is paying three and a half to four thousand dollars to watch me on Zoom. And the tests I had to deal with tests. So what I ended up doing is I just Chicks in Midtown pay more than that. Just saying. <laughs> so. And so for the tests, I just killed them because they were pointless. Like, I can't, you know, manage 20 people and make sure that they're not cheating. So the test becomes completely pointless. So I killed the test and I have a final. And But, but the thing is, you know, we're doing software development here so I can kind of get a good feel for if you've learned anything from the from the final project. And I don't mind if you go online and check things. But for other yeah. classes, that's and not... And you were seeing be. progress over time, not just yeah. like a dump of shit at the end. Yeah, so I make so, them do yeah. assignment, assignment, assignment. Yeah. They're using Git, so I'm monitoring what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, I can see if a spike, like, yeah, you didn't do this. Somebody came in here and, you know, did whatever they were going to do. But the thing is, like, they're paying a lot of money for this yeah. crap. Like, if to be a full-time student, to student, I think it's 20 yeah. grand. The, the, the financial side of college education has to go through a bit of a transformation. And that's the thing because so the has money to. I can tell you for sure the money is not going to me. Like that that's not where it's going. It's no longer, you know, you could make an argument like all right, well there's a building, we we have these labs and we have that so that we're, we're donated kind of, paid for yeah, pay. and the taxes are exempt and you know, But anyways. you know, you could argue that a portion of the tuition was going towards building maintenance and making sure, sure. that you know, the smart equipment and everything was there, but that's now gone. They have to use their own computers. I, I mean, I didn't get anything from DePaul. I'm using my shit, I'm using my internet connection, like literally, I'm getting nothing. That that was crazy. I uh, another friend who taught at a Chicago university and um, he said the same thing and, and he contacted me and he's like you know how should I he wasn't given any guidance whatsoever and I'm like well 
I'm like, if you get guidance, you should follow the guidance. But I thought it was crazy. I mean, because like that's valuable. You you shouldn't be in charge of managing that information about like your students' grades right. and all that, and like the safety of that information, you know. And then it's intertwined with all your personal data and all that. Like it's Emma, insane to me. Emma's school leaked an entire uh, uh, photo day <clears throat> worth of information to uh, the vendor who was taking photos, and not only those people, but like a couple hundred other people who were just on a thread. So they leaked all of this birthday information, class information, teacher information, all this information from one photo, sh- like, uh, you yeah, know, and it's because these day. teachers, they no. weren't given devices exactly. that are secure. Yes. They were given no guidance. You yeah. know, like, it's crazy. Yeah, you know? and I guarantee it was leaked by a teacher, and it was set Yeah, and, and I'm sure it was and inadvertent, yeah. and, yep. you so know. There, so the poll actually handles this a little bit better. There's no, you know, uh, the only thing that I could potentially leak is my own grades, and I enter those, and I don't have... Um, my, my access for the student records is fairly limited, so I couldn't even if I But it is to. on your computer. Like, if your computer were to be remotely hacked... It, it's all... Oh, online. it's all in the cloud? Well, that's yeah. better. Yeah. And it's that two-factor, yeah. and everything is, yeah. everything is fine. So it's it's not... it's not that, That's not the issue. The issue is, you know, they, you know they're, they're charging a student $40,000 oh, yeah. to go to school, and I'm the one preparing the lecture. I'm the one doing all the grading. I'm the one dealing with all the classes. Now I'm actually editing the fucking recordings as well, Uploading the recordings, you know, there's no support structure from the school either for me or for them, and it's very limited. But they're charging through the teeth. Well, it's it was it's so interesting to me, you know. So colleges always have the structure that this is your price to be on campus, and then we have a much lower price to do remote. But then once on campus became remote, like I have a buddy who teaches at uh, University of Cincinnati, and we were out like drinking someday during lockdown. And he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go record a video for my, um, my class so that they don't call it an online class so they can charge him twenty grand more. <laughs> <You know>? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and, like, and he was laughing, you know, he, he was laughing about how ridiculous it is. He's like, it, it's such a, a scam right now that our in session classes are basically remote classes, but they can't call it that. Because they want to charge more money. Yeah. So now yeah. what they're doing at the ball, they're call, calling them. So there was never a price difference for online and remote because they were they they always treated the the students the same. So if uh, basically they 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 kind of thought about it as well, you are allowed not to come to class because of a scheduling issue, but your responsibilities and the knowledge and your degree are always going to be the same. So it's oh, well, it, that's probably it, it better. Was, and granted, it should have been. And but for me, um, then it for me then it didn't make sense. When I saw professors taking attendance, because if you're charging the same, you're giving out the same degree, how can you take it? Literally, because the guy clicked the checkbox at the beginning of the semester, now you're making him come to class instead of watching the lecture. Well, att- attendance at the, the university level makes no sense to me at all. Like, you have the thing online, watch it if you want. If you don't, you're going to fail. Right. Good luck. Bye. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, it's more than what you were talking about, like demonstrating how do you as a teacher, professor, whatever these people are, how do they evaluate individuals and vet that they know the material, right? Right. So I don't care. A, you registered for the class. B, you paid for the class. And C, you turned in something over yeah. this period of time. So you've done all of that stuff. 
how I evaluate whether or not it's you, that's another conversation. And what you did and what you turned in and how that actually measures up to the curriculum, those are the things that give you the grade that gives you the degree at the end of the yeah. day, right? Yeah. But attendance? Who the fuck cares? Some some professors actually do, and and DePaul apparently does for for certain things. I I never enforce it. Um, I, like I do think I it's, it's good preparation for the workforce to have some that do and some that don't, because that's the workforce, right? Yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah. Some life pe- lessons. You know, agreed. some people that care about stuff that you don't think is important, and some people that don't. You, you know, like I was never. This won't surprise you. An attendance guy. We believe that. Whoa. Just saying. Um, I am. Atten- it, I am an attendance guy, even though I just said I wasn't. I am. But it was. Where it was the fuck are me. you? It was oh. good for me to have to develop strategies for dealing with attendance professors. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. and that was good. If <laughs> if none of my professors cared about attendance, and I entered the workforce, I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. I, I mean, I know, right? no, but you, you. I mean, and uh, like I always deliver, but like I do think one of the things that yeah. I, I kind of like about college <laughs> is that they, you know, the professors are all over the map, and I think that's good life lesson. Correct. You, you know, Correct. That you're going to deal with people that yeah. are in charge of you yeah. that you that have antiquated views, or, absolutely, or, or that have too modern of views. You know. The number of times I have said those very words to my son, mm-hmm. 16 years old now, and yeah. dealing with, you know, whatever crazy, and he always comes in and goes, you know what? You're going to run into every kind of person yeah. in your life. It's good that you're having this experience. It's good you're frustrated with them. Why? Because you're going to be frustrated with that same thing six months from now, 20 years from now. Yeah. It's all going to be the same. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the greatest like life lesson. I, it took me so long to realize <laughs> just how irrational the world was. Like, I remember just always thinking, like, "Oh, well, now I'm in IT. Everyone's going to be smart and rational." No, my, my, and, my, you know. I had a similar, <laughs> yeah. I had a similar realization when I figured out, you know, like, you know, when you're a kid and you 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 start doing things, and you're like, "How did how did my parents?" Know what was the right thing. Like I think that the, the test of you actually becoming an adult is when you figure out that your parents had no fucking yeah. clue what they were doing. <laughs> they were winging it the yeah. same way you yeah. are yeah. and pretending yes. that they knew yes. what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, and it goes yeah. back to cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> like none of us ever knew. You know, crazy. I was going to transition from the Russia thing earlier, sure. but I couldn't. But uh, I watched um, Without Remorse, which was... Uh, what is that? It's a, just a, a movie uh, on Amazon that... Uh, it's a Tom Clancy book. Oh, that's uh, the guy... Michael B. Jordan? Yes, yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, I like all those Patriot games sure. and those, those types of books. Um, those are pretty good. And... Um, so I watched the Michael B. Jordan uh, version of Without Remorse, and he's just, you know, he's a SEAL, and it was Russia-related, and he got tricked into doing something, he didn't like the op, and he's like, you know what, my own government has screwed me for the last time I'm out, right? And then, you know, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but I, I thought the movie was really good, and... Um, Tom Clancy does a bunch of different books, novels, video games, things, and this kind of led me down the path of, oh my God, we're we're spinning up a whole new 
like you can you can genre. spoil you can spoil whatever you want. It has a, it has a 5.7 on IMDb. I'm never watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to watch it. It looked so, interesting. So, like so the movie Clancy the movie stuff. was very much like okay, this guy can't die. He's basically like John Wick. He can kill an entire room of people and he never even gets hit. So you're kind of like, ugh, this isn't real. However, I like where the story's going, and I think they're building into. Um, they did an after scene, uh, after credit scene, and that kind of laid yeah, out. Yeah, they clearly want to turn it into a franchise. They're turning it into a franchise, and essentially yeah. Tom Clancy uh, did all the Rainbow Six video games and things like that, and that's kind of the spoiler <laughs> in that this is going to spin up a whole new franchise and series of Rainbow Six uh, type movies or. or TV or whatever they are going to do with it. So I thought that was really cool. Splinter Cell. I liked it. Tactical light bulb Yes, exactly. (laughs) Totally Splinter Cell. Totally Splinter Cell. So, semi-related, is the the fact that the Marvel Universe has now gone... Like, everything's moving from big cinema to television, right? These series. Yeah, serials. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, is that... Is that an opportunity for things like this, where they're going, ooh, we can now like fill a void, or no, actually, it's going to continue to be the same things that we deal with. It's going to be, you know, Star Wars figured it out, right? They're spinning up all kinds of new series on the Star Wars Network or yep. whatever it's called, yeah. uh, Disney, Star Wars Disney. Network, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, <laughs> they're they're Disney doing, yeah. you know, when the it comes right. to Marvel, Marvel's doing it. <laughs> Sorry? The Fourth Reich. <laughs> That's the name of the Disney <laughs> channel, the Fourth Reich. The, the, the Marvel side is, you know, yeah. doing its thing. Yeah. So will there, be, uh, will there be a window for other things? Or no, it's really just the same things are going to own it. And maybe there will be two or three of those that kind of peter out over time. Because I just, I feel like it's the golden age of television serial again, but there's not enough room. There's not enough. I mean, I didn't have enough capacity to no. watch things. No, it's crazy. It's a, too much. Three, four years ago, it's when I much. wanted to watch things, yeah. it's getting worse. There's more. So how is it possible that there's going to be enough to go around? I, and I don't think it ever goes away. I think the thing, like, I never watched Game of Thrones. But it's there for when I want to go back and do it, right? So it's never going to go away. And it's not going to get old or whatever. Don't let your heart break. Stop it. I know, I know, I know. But, like, the Marvel serials are are essentially filling a void in a time where we're online watching our movies and things. There's going to be a time where we want to go back. I think they'll, they'll pop back in. But they can only do three or four movies a year. They can do six serials a year. Like, they right. can really pump out a ton of content. I, and the more they push out, the more people are going to watch it. So, you know, I watched WandaVision. I watched the Winter Soldier and Falcon. I'm desperately waiting for Loki next month. I think that's going to be one of the better ones. Desperately. Yes. Desperately. I I don't think there's enough to watch. Well, that, that's because you're discriminating taste. Well, I understand. But yes. the thing is, like, I'm, I'm a little bit sick and tired of, of Marvel and of superhero movies. Like, they were fun, but it's been, what, a decade and a half? Like, Right, but what, what Dion just described is a different form of the same thing. 
Yeah, and I right? think we had way too Tom much. Clancy's genre is just so I think a non-superhero Marvel movie. Yeah. It's so there's a there's a I think that I think they're about to spin up a Tom Clancy like universe of shows and or movies that pop up in there'll be because I think you can watch the Jack Ryan series with the guy from The Office mm-hmm. on Amazon, which yes. is also very good, which I never finished. Meanwhile, you've got Michael B. Jordan who's spinning up his own Rainbow Six. Uh, you know, uh, uh, spy um, pl- thing, and then they may spin off a bunch of movies that that uh, that are Jack Ryan related, or they may be Rainbow Six. Then it may be tie-ins to the rain, you know, the video games. Like I think there's a franchise bo- blooming what, here, and I, and and supposedly Amazon Prime Day is supposed to be an announcement of. But what I'm what I'm kinda- media and shopping. What, I, what I'm kind of so. talking about is like we have all of these movies and I'm going to call them you know like fun, just fun. <laughs> call them fun. We're going to call them fun. Okay? I don't know what the word means. Right, so I'm going to call it. We're the fourth bike. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, you pick. All right, what's what, what's the other group? What's the so, other bucket? Like, so for example, like you, you know movies like uh, Nomadland, like like a little bit more of a serious movie with like proper actors, sure. not you know cinema, cinema, yeah, <laughs> actual. Cinema, yeah, you know, because yes. let, let's be honest, like um, uh, Iron Man, uh, the actor Robert Downey Jr., he doesn't act; he just found He's a hidden. role that works for him. Keanu Reeves doesn't act; they just whoa, slow whoa, 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 whoa. I'm whoa. Not, I agree with you. I don't know if you guys remember my position. Hang uh, on, are you saying Nick right? Cage yes. can act? <laughs> yeah. You're preaching to the choir, buddy. It's good to hear this. <laughs> Where's Doug? Calling you out, Doug. <laughs> Friend of the show. I'm sorry, but I feel like Nicholas Cage can be thrown into that category. <laughs> yeah, that's a longer discussion. Yeah. That's a longer cinema. It, it is a longer example, late night discussion. Like, so we saw what was what was it? Father with um, um, Anthony Hopkins. Yep. Yeah. Just got an Oscar. Just and won I mean, for it. Yeah. It, it, the movie is amazing. He he convinces you, like you know, when you watch uh, Anthony Hopkins, you know, when I when I see Robert Downey Jr., I mean, he's Iron Man. He's always the same guy. When you see Anthony Hopkins, he's the the the, the Silence of Lambs serial murderer, right? And he's the senile. He turns guy. into the guy. Yeah. He turns into the guy, and the movie becomes more. It, it becomes of course a, a better experience. And I feel that we don't have. Those movies, the the Martin Scorsese, the the, the Quentin Tarantino, the, the the those the the Dun, the what was it Dunkirk type of, of sure we have fewer of them because the market is getting saturated by with, cotton candy. Yes, you call it fun. I call it cotton candy. That that's you know yes. it's fun. You get it. It tastes great, and then it's gone. Yeah, and I will gone. never. I will never rewatch. Any one of the Marvel movies. I, I saw it, I vaguely remember it, but like Fury is one of my all time favorite movies with Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and I can watch that. Oh, the World War II tank the, movie? The, yeah, yeah. 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 The, it's horrific. Like the yeah. things, it, it, it goes through the eyes of that kid that accidentally got assigned to their unit. And it's, it's, it's a fantastic movie. But th- that's what I feel we're, we're kind of missing. Well, I, so this is just my theory, but I think. Everything's exploding so much in terms of, you know, Steve, you were saying you don't have enough time to watch it, but it's changing so much now where, like, they're no longer filling a 24-hour programming day. They're just making good programs, Yeah, you you know, that you can watch when you want. And I, I have a theory. I don't know if it'll be right. 
that when self-driving cars happen, like we we don't live in an area like this, but like most Americans like have an hour long commute each way in a car, and if self-driving cars happen, they're going to be watching. Like I think it's going to sure. explode. I think the content is going to explode. Well, content I, is already exploding. That's not. I the think problem. it's even going to go up even more. Huh. And I, but I also think it's going to go up so much that I think cinema is going to be there. Like, like it's going to be mostly cotton candy, but I think cinema is going to yeah. keep being produced. You just I won't see it in a theater. Totally like, agree. Like a social it's experience. Always been that way. Like, hasn't cotton candy always been at the forefront? I think so. I, I think we feel. There was. I think we. I think every generation feels. We have the dumbest pop art, yeah. and every generation before us felt the same way. I was, just, there I was, was a, just saying meatballs. <laughs> like, like, it's always been out there. Wait, right? now, you, now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how, how many 80s comedies had just like a totally gratuitous boob scene? Yeah. And just like, well, hang on. It's so, always been there. Along the line of Cotton Candy and Happy, there was a Black Mirror episode that was all about people just basically the ultimate... Thing that kept them attracted to watching something all of the time was porn. And it was porn everywhere, all day, every day. It was commercialized porn, in between your movies porn. So you're talking about my porn. son's life. I'm okay. just saying, okay. there was a black mirror where if you are, if you're Flexio drawn into the, if you're drawn into the, the, this is what makes me react to something, and I need that reaction all of the time, it was basically, I forget which one it was, I think it was about um, performing uh, in a in a music like a a, a, a contest. I don't think I between, saw one. That sounds that one great. is is crazy. And like the guy would be like, go to bed, and it'd be like, don't you want to watch porn before you go to bed? It's like, hey, good morning. Don't you want to watch porn before you go to work? And then it was like lunch. Hey, why don't watch some porn while you're eating lunch? So this one's geared to I'm, like fourteen year old boys. I'm not, but but the whole point is, if our brains are easily fourteen to satisfied, you know forty three, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. If men's brains, if men's brains are easily satisfied with the cotton candy, aka happiness, aka porn, why won't it just? Go oh, there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Black Mirror, like, like I'll was follow that, that all the way down the rabbit hole, and that was just like, oh my god. Either that's a very interesting Black Mirror that none of us have ever seen, or Dion just wrote. I just wrote. <laughs> <realized, laughs> wait, yeah. that wasn't Black Mirror. That was I mean, the Nightmare. Did you see how tight his eyes were closed? Yeah. Like he was in it. He was the first production of the Worldwide IT Guys video production. Basically, we have one it. where a guy and a girl are are in love, and the woman is a beautiful voice, and she tries to get onto like a um, you know a, a singing competition. Show. I, so I, I saw. I haven't watched this one. My wife got so depressed yeah. on every Black Mirror yeah. episode, we had to quit watching it. I I find that show fascinating. That's I haven't seen that one yet. That's yeah. the okay. one where she has a beautiful yeah. voice. I, she tries to get on it. This guy basically sacrifices his entire thing, but as he wakes up every morning, as he goes to sleep, as he eats lunch, every the 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 pop-up ads, like we see on YouTube, are basically like, don't you want to watch porn right now? Why do you see ads on YouTube? Didn't I add you to my <laughs> Liar. People see ads. <laughs> People are saying there are ads. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we should wind this down a bit, but uh, did anybody have a perspective on all that Apple is going through at the moment with the various... Legal battles they're in, so I think they, you know, they're, they're faced with um, combating their uh, the, the Fortnite company. I'm drawing a blank oh, on the right, name. Yeah. Epic Games, yeah. right? They're they're fighting with that group. They are they have uh, 
put rules in place that Facebook is all angry about. Um, so is Apple going down a good track or a bad track, or is it just all these companies are so freaking self-serving it doesn't matter what track they're on? I feel on. like Fortnite had a really good argument. Um, oh, I agree. Apple's Apple's actually fighting. Well, they're not the only ones, and I don't know if you guys have seen the recent uh, uptake in the right to repair movement. No, no, I'm, I'm yeah. the only one. So basically, just long story short, Apple, and you you know this has been getting worse and worse about uh, device repairs. Um, you know, like soldered batteries screens and things of that nature because their goal is not for that device to be repaired it is for you to go to the Apple store they give you a ridiculous repair price and you just say well give me a new one for for, for less money like that that's the goal um, but they've also been doing things with you know small independent shops that were doing you know board level repairs they were through through the last decade they've made it less and less uh, possible for them to actually find parts yeah. um, to actually report. So there's a guy in New York that actually sort Interesting. of started all of this called Louis Roseman, um, who was doing board level repairs. So like one of the one of the examples that he gives is you know there was a guy there was a CBS news article uh, about um, a laptop that had a bent pin for the connector for from the mother- motherboard to the actual screen. Pin number 13, which is the pin for backlight. He went to the Apple store. They quoted him at $1,300 because the entire screen had to be replaced. And maybe the motherboard, would, which racks up the price to like $1,900. Oh, yeah. It's a whole new computer. He went... And that, that they did that to the CBS reporter guy. They, uh, he opened up the laptop, bent the pin back... And plug it back in within 30 seconds. He's like, "Here's your working laptop. This is free of charge. If you want me to do like a proper repair, I can change the cable. The cable's 20 bucks, but here's a working laptop for free." Sure. So basically, those sort of bad business practices and the fact that they have been making um, chips that they use for like more, like a chip blows out on the motherboard, they had the ability to fix it. But now the Apple is trying to control the supply chain and using. Um, intellectual property laws, yep. which is a little bit sketchy. So now this thing has happened, and it actually brings together these two groups that you would never think would work together, which is IT and farmers. I was about to say farmers. Yeah. yeah. Farmers, because of the things that John, the John Deere, Deere and yeah. the tractor companies are doing to farm equipment, where... You know, these guys live in fuck nowhere, Nebraska, and a chip goes along, and now he can't farm. Right. Because, right. And now he has to go to a dealer. The dealer is 500 miles away. Uh, he needs special software. He needs this. He needs that. So basically, the right the right to repair bill and pushing that's that's happening is now sort of fighting Apple, but it's also fighting John Deere. It's fighting Microsoft. It's fighting all of these companies that are trying to control the device after you have purchased it. Interesting, and and they 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 wrap it in the it's the uh, the warranty, and you void it, no, and the even, the Apple Care, even, and it's even. it's our parts, and if you don't use our parts, like not the, even, they want to control that. every there's aspect a, of it. There's a law that says that the burden of proof is actually so. Those you remember those stickers that they had warranty like, void, vo- yeah, yeah. Void those were bullshit. Yeah. The, like those were complete bullshit. The burden of proof is on the manufacturer. So if I take this laptop. And I do some work on it. I am allowed. It is my laptop. 
and I come to you and I say, tell you this is no longer working. You as the manufacturer have the burden of proof. You have to prove that the reason why this thing is no longer working is because I did something wrong. That's the law that has been the law since the 60s. So that's not really the case. What they are trying to do is they are convoluting the conversation and they're talking about security, how like, you know, they're using counterfeit parts. No, they're using security and privacy to hide behind everything these days. Which, Including the App Store stuff, which Steve wants to bring up. But the thing is, the the, the main main thing that Apple is doing, they're using, basically, they're using software locks to recognize chips. They're, They're basically... Um, make they had a thing with a fingerprint sensor. The fingerprint sensor had a serial number, and if the serial, if you take, if if I take two phones, two phones are working, and I f- switch the fingerprint sensor from one into another, none of them work because there's a check for the serial number yes. for the fingerprint sensor, and that doesn't work. That's just that's not a counterfeit number. That's just the Apple trying to stop independent repair shops from actually fixing your device yeah. for sub. $500. Well, the the, ar- the counter argument to that would be no, they're they're trying to prevent security, f- you know, fraud, right? So I could take your phone and take your fingerprint sensor and put it on my phone, and boom, you've got access to my data. Yeah, but that's not how, how the fingerprint, and that's how I mean, you're pitching I, it to Congressman. But you could hack the thing. I would say the argument phone as a consumer would be, yeah. well, then I shouldn't have to buy this. At this point, I'm leasing it from you. Yeah, and well, you should give me a monthly price. Like if I can't touch it, well, you know, and, if I can't tec- do anything. Technically, they've gone that way, yes. right? That's what Apple Upgrade wants your phone you to every do. Year, yeah, is get a new one. Pay us monthly, and we'll just keep you in a we'll current device. It, it, yeah, and I would be fine with that. But <laughs> it's like if I bought it, well, and that's, that's you should have a right to buy option. No, I was wondering because you had said that Epic had like a really good argument. What yeah. What do you feel that argument? I is? love. Yeah, <laughs> so. Basically, Apple was like, you can only get, like, you cannot buy any of the... V- V-Bucks. Uh, uh, what's the game? Uh, so Fortnite. In Fortnite. Thank you. I they sell blank. V-Bucks. Yeah. And you can't so you buy can't, V-Bucks. You can't buy V-Bucks on your Apple phone directly through Fortnite. You have to do it through Apple. Mm-hmm. So they and, get their cut. And Fortnite was like, screw you. Yeah, because Apple's hey, taking everybody. like 20% yeah, of every dollar. Do it dollar. our way. 30%. And, and you'll save some money. And Apple basically was like, all right, fine, you don't get to update your yeah, app they Yeah, vi- they said you violate the App Store, you're yeah. gone. And Fortnite is like, Which is you. why, like, you know, none of the big games, like all the games that our sons play and daughters, like Destiny, Fortnite, uh, all the, like, they're not available on iPhone because of the App Store. Because they're like, eh, we're not going to fucking release this on this device right. that takes a third of our, not even our profits, a third of our sales, so, you know. Epic's, yeah. Epic's argument is we don't think because of how big we are, we should pay what everybody else pays, which is the 30% Apple tax on every transaction that goes through your App Store. We're Fortnite, goddammit, and we should pay less. But I think they're... And Apple said, I don't think no. they're doing it just because they're Fortnite. Uh, I think they're doing it because well, it's a bullshit policy. It is. A, I think... So, I would say their argument is more... Your, agree, your agreement is so egregious that the only apps that can exist are free apps yeah. that do ridiculous, markup. expensive markup yeah, yeah. in-game in purchase. And that's all apps on the iPhone. But they... There is no. There is. It's basically a flat Apple tax across everything all the time, and they're they're fighting for basically that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> We're bringing more to the table. Well, the we ho- should get a better deal. 
and we don't want all, and, and guess what? Yeah, you can buy V Bucks in our game, and it's a part of the game. And the monetary money that goes through that is different, and we want you to charge us separately. But what Apple wants to, to ensure is our app store has been different from everybody else on the planet. It's more secure because of the way we monitor and secure all of those transactions. I will tell you, the Roblox um, um, app that's on the phone that Apple manages, kids can go in and with the fingerprint buy thousands of dollars worth of Roblox money. And if this hasn't happened to you, Sean, be careful. But it can be very it's very easy to go in and think, oh wait, they mix play money with real money and in some games you can buy fake money for nothing and some in some other games you can buy fake money for real money. And they, they blur the lines between, well am I actually paying money or not? And when it asks for my fingerprint Oh wait, that's when I'm I'm paying real money. I should know that. But some kids are like, well, I'm my, I just well, put my my. I, I agree. So they blur the lines, and I will say this: Apple. So Emma did this. She bought a couple of things that she, a bunch of things she shouldn't have them. And I basically raised a, a, a thing up and said, "This was tied the to my Apple porn, card." Porn subscriptions. This it's was, amazing. This was Roblox money. She she <laughs> obviously didn't click the same thing 25 times, but she was billed 25 times. And Apple refunded Roblox money for her. I agree. And I believe that's because of the, the the way that they've built their system to say, this is a flaw in Roblox. So I found that beneficial. I do think the, the Epic Games argument is it shouldn't be a flat Apple tax across everything all the time. So, well, I agree. And I agree that their system is very secure. I, I think Epic's argument is we could build the same so, like, like we shouldn't have to use Apple's it's, system it's, yeah, it's, for product refunds, yeah. and like we can be just as secure. And you can dock us. You, you know, there can be some sort of yeah. arbitration process if sure. you feel. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a tough line because yeah. I think honestly, I don't think anybody's. They're all money grubbing. Let's be clear, they're yep. all money grubbing. But I think there is a fine line. They don't want to piss anybody off. They, they want to make as much money as they can. They don't want to piss people off. And they're dancing on that line. And Apple does, and all these environments, right? Like, stay within our community. Stay within our environment, our ecosystem, and we will protect you. We will do what needs to be done when something goes awry. And this is the tax on all the other stuff that happens to make that happen. And it's a line that they're dancing on to say, well, it's good for us. We're making a lot more money. That's a, exactly but there should, In my opinion, there shouldn't be only one provider of yeah. that walled ecosystem. And, exactly. Like in the there Windows system, and, and I example, agree, my but as soon as uses Steam, which is right. basically an app store, it gives you all the same protections, and then you have the Windows app. Like in that ecosystem, there's like a more competitive environment where you have multiple right. Steam only works on the desktop version. You don't have an iOS version. That is true. And that's because of the App Store and because of the way it costs yep. money. So yep. you can install something, an application on your computer that you can't <laughs> install through the App Store on your iOS mm-hmm. device. So they've avoided it by just staying on the on the desktops. And yeah. Apple should allow, you know, even if they have a disclaimer saying, you know, if you use these other options, then you are potentially voiding any Yeah, you're out of our protection and then we're, we're back to, yeah. We're back to but, voiding the warranty by ripping the sticker off, which the is like the is, hardware protections they do. But I think that's fine. Like, the like, if you, side, yeah, like, you should give people the option for, in my opinion, you should give people the option like, hey man, 
I want. I mean, I do it on my desktop. I mean, we yeah, all do this. Like if we're you click, I'm gonna fucking install it. All right, shut yeah. up. You know, like it's, it's, I do it all the time. I mean, I have to as a developer. If you have a brand new car, I wouldn't be able to work. And you decide to make modifications to that brand new car, you're voiding your warranty, but you can still do it. No, no, you're not. That's that's actually the point. You you. Um, you, the burden of proof is on and has been forever. Like, you are allowed. It's your fucking car. You can do to it whatever you want. Well, they're still going to say we void it. I mean, yeah, I, get, I, get you, yeah. I get what you're saying. What like, you're saying if you yeah. decide oh, we're going to go guns blazing into a lawsuit. So like if it. I put flex tape on my car. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. I'm. I, I shouldn't have brought that up late. It's been a good no. pod. Thank you very much. You've been great to listen to us again. Those of you that are out there, Leo. Those I know it's you? just you. It's just right here. here. Thank you. You know Leo. it's just you, right? We called Doug out too, so Doug should be there. Uh, thanks very much, team. We are back. We'll see. We'll see. Every week. Every day, baby. We'll see. Sean's going to be here every day. All the booze. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We've been the Worldwide IT guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. You end these with, where are we going for lunch? Well, where are I we going for? Where are we going for lunch? Where, what's so the place? Jefferson, right Jefferson, but the Jefferson. You want to do Jefferson? Let's do it. We've never done it before. It looked great. So Hunt never wanted to go there because he said it was too fancy and busy, but I don't think under COVID think it's going to be either of those. So let's do it. Let's play Green Street Moose Hunt. Yeah. Is it open right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've done this. We've done this.